What's up, guys and gals, fellow whiskey sippers? This is Whiskey Biz Podcast, where we review, rate and review uh, whiskeys under 30. And uh, tonight we do have a special guest with us. And uh, yeah, Rob, sorry. I, I <laughs> go, Wait, oh, wait, I do have one. One thing I wanted to say that we can get slightly inappropriate and offensive at times. So there is that. Yeah. And uh, so, Seth, I think you could probably... Uh, Give your spiel better than we can. So you sure. want to go ahead Broken and... barrel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You got it. Uh, I'm Seth Benheim. I'm the owner and founder of um, Broken Barrel Whiskey Co., uh, which uh, used to be called Infused Spirits uh, Broken Barrel Whiskey. And I am the co-host of the uh, Cartel Hour podcast and just all around alcohol enthusiast. <laughs> so <laughs> We like it. We like it. Yeah. No complaints here on that. Thank um, you for being on. Yeah, thank, thank <laughs> yeah. you guys for coming out to to our spot here in uh, L.A. The cartel hour. Do you hit on whiskey or what do you? What we are you touch. On? Yeah, we are. We do cover a lot of whiskeys, but uh, all facets: rye whiskey, um, bourbon, uh, scotch. Uh, we did. We've done a world whiskey. We've done a, a Indian whiskey. We've done all kinds of crazy stuff. So lots of fun things. And then you know, mezcal, gin, tequila, rum. Uh, several. We've done I think three rum episodes now. So. Nice. Lots of cool rum uh, pod- podcasts coming out. So, and yeah, I I, I love podcasting and uh, happy to be on your guys' show. Yeah, we appreciate we appreciate having you. Wow, I cannot talk. This is crazy. Um, and I'm the one drinking over here. Right? <laughs> I got started before you guys did. I know. I think I get better as I drink. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, Some people might or, disagree. Or you feel like it's it a bell curve. Like you get better. Yeah. It's a bell curve. You get better and you get worse. Exactly. So. I think to start, we're going to go ahead and try the Broken Barrel California Oak. Yes, so, California Oak. That's our kind of lowest proof bourbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a Kentucky distilled, bottled, literally. I mean, like, let's even go back further. It's uh, grain is imported or brought in. Uh, it is crushed uh, down to a powder. It is fermented, mashed, um, distilled, all on site in Owensboro, Kentucky. That's awesome. So, okay. um, Very this cool. Is a, this is a straight bourbon whiskey, and it is finished with California Central Coast Cabernet wine staves and French oak. Okay. And we do that with an oak bill. So uh, mash bill is 70% corn, 21% rye, and 9% malted barley. And then complement to that is something only we do, which is the oak bill. And the oak bill is that same kind of composition, but of oak barrels instead of grains right and so it's 80 percent of those uh cab uh cabernet wine staves uh-huh. out of california and then 20 percent french oak staves so go ahead give that a try uh definitely so for the listeners it is going to be a slightly different episode we're going to be going through about four or five of their bourbons actually it's bourbon and rye uh, there's three yeah. bourbons and one rye on the table. Yep. Okay. So we'll be going through them, not doing quite our full review, but we'll give our quick review on each of them. And then the great thing is Seth will be able to give us if we're way off or if we're kind of on the mark. <laughs> no worries. And if you guys don't like something, just say it. You know, I can take it. We appreciate <laughs> I, I, that. It's all constructive to me. So I'm, I'm open to it. Yeah. Definitely. So uh, for on the nose, I'm definitely getting a lot of the cab um, feel to it in, in terms of like you can definitely get that if if you drink cabernets and my wife loves cabernets so i end up uh drinking that quite a bit so uh, that nose is definitely forward um yeah. for for on the nose 
you can tell that it was aged with wine barrels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's certainly the the intent and the purpose and the hope that that comes through on the nose and uh, certainly on the palate as well. It's got a good spice to it on the nose as well. Like uh, I'm getting kind of like the anise that's coming through a little bit too, um, but a little definitely peppery. definitely a little peppery. bit more uh, of the the wine feel. Yeah, it's sure. 88 proof. I forgot to mention that. So 44% alcohol, 88 proof. Uh, there's a kind of non-scientific reason for that. I'm born in 1988 oh, here, that's in awesome. Cal- here in California. So Very cool. And spent a lot more time in Central Coast drinking wine and visiting friends. My wife went to UCSB. My, my fa- People in my family, friends have gone to UCSB, have been up there to party with them on, uh, was it DP or Del Puente or whatever. Oh, the, okay. Like okay. Party Street in uh, in Santa Barbara at the Definitely. college. So, you know, I've spent a lot of time in the Central Coast, and I've only really been to Napa once or twice. So, it felt more myself to use Central Coast cab versus uh, like a Napa cab. Okay. Even though Napa is probably better known for their cabs. Uh-huh. So, um, and then '88 year I was born. So, just kind of like made a little hybrid uh, whiskey here that kind uh-huh. of displays a little <laughs> bit of who I am, like as a person. So. Right. Right. Um. And so for for me, what I was getting on at least the initial taste, um, a decent amount of spice, um, and I like that. I mean, I love a good spicy, spicy whiskey, spicy bourbon, um, and the fin. Like I'll have to take another sip to get a little bit more on the finish, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. I want to jump back to the nose just really quick because on the nose, it's extremely inviting. We talk about that a lot, like. You smell something, you're like, okay, I don't want to try this, or you really are interested to see what it tastes like. And I think this nose is point is on point. I really do like this. Uh, well, I've had this before, okay. but yeah. it, uh, but yes, very inviting. It is kind of I'm I've never been really big into bourbon barreled with wine, yeah, like in wine barrels or with wine staves for you. But I love this bourbon. Um, Sorry, I'm kind of jumping because now we're supposed to do our uh, taste. The tasting but, review. Yeah. Well, I think what you said, Devo, about like the okay, your wife drinks Cabernet. Like the, one of the cool ideas with this, and when we thought about how do we brand this, what do we call it? Um, California Oak uh, was one of the few names we could get away with with the, with the government because they didn't want us to call it uh, Cabernet Cask or other things like that to oh. trick people into thinking it was Cabernet. So, and then also. With this, uh, we did a nice kind of like deep purple label, and we wanted this to be very approachable, especially for like a female consumer uh-huh. that may not be our whiskey consumer but likes wine. We wanted to kind of draw that consumer in and say, okay, this is a great bourbon for the guy who loves whiskey and wants to drink whiskey or drink with their partner, their wife, girlfriend, fiance, whatever, right. you know, whoever. And that person's a wine drinker to kind of bridge the gap and create common ground between you know the bourbon drinker and the cabernet or the red wine drinker so we think that this bottle can begin to accomplish that and you know this can be also drank in that same way like with dinner or you know if you were going to pull out a cab pull this out and drink this with that meal instead yeah i was going to say that um after you said you know drink with a meal or you know sipping on it with with a meal like yeah i definitely definitely (laughs) definitely see myself doing that with this one um it and Like I said, still a little bit of spice because I took a second sip, swirled it a little bit, and, you know, the finish is very nice and I want to say kind of mellow. 
which mm-hmm. is also nice and kind of bridging that gap that you were talking about <clears throat> with uh, the wine drinkers and stuff like that. My wife does also like whiskey too. Yes, so as does mine. <laughs> <laughs> so like she'll she'll drink with me Knob Creek Nine Year. So yeah. um, like her palate and mine are, are pretty similar, and I think she would love this one um, just because it does have a really good. I don't know why I can't come to say what type of finish I'm getting on it, but. It is Seth can probably help you with that. Solid finish. <laughs> um, like it has almost like a, a drier finish as well. Kind of like a, like it reminds you a little bit of a cab. Yeah, it does have. So this relative to the other whiskeys you'll try from the lineup, it should have a bit more of an acidic tannic feel. So um, there, when you look at the wine staves, so it's probably worth mentioning that Broken Barrel isn't just a name. It's a process it's what we do we smash barrels with like big ass hammers and uh-huh. axes and we get, cre- <laughs> we get creative yeah you look at the look at broken barrel whiskey.com and you can see videos of this we smash the barrels and when you open up like a good um uh cabernet barrel you'll notice something that's not on some of the other barrels we use which is a tartric acid or tartrates okay and the tartric acid is one of the components that you get on the inside of a wine barrel that has um, held wine in it and and that's like it's almost like these little white crystals that form on like the sort of red uh stain that's left on the inside of the stave uh-huh. and then you also remember like we're using the whole staves submerged into the um into the whiskey so you have the terroir of the of where the barrel was aged impacted on the outside of the barrel almost like a seasoned oak and so that the fact that the entire stave sides, inside, outside are in contact, that's all contributing to the flavor. Not just the fact that it was uh, once a wine barrel okay. or a wine vessel, uh, so to speak. That makes sense. That's really cool. I think that's awesome that you guys did something different and it came out amazing. Like, I think it, it's... We didn't know it would. It was kind of a gamble in the beginning. <laughs> sure. we, we thought we had messed up that first batch pretty bad. Um, but it turns out, you know, it turned out, it turned out great. We just kind of were pulling samples from the bottom mm-hmm. of the tank when we had done the first initial sort of broken barrel batch um, back in 2017. And when we poured from the bottom, the color and a lot of like the we didn't filter it or anything, in which we do obviously filter before bottling. Um, there, you know, a lot of the soot and the char. And if you ever emptied a barrel, you know, at the very end when the barrel the last you know, a few, drops few liters or whatever mm-hmm. that's coming out uh, is just, you know, all the little char bits and pieces come out and that's mm-hmm. usually filtered. And, you know, we're not like, you know, rubbing those off the staves. So those were all kind of resting and floating to the bottom um, or sinking to the bottom of the tank. So when we pulled that first sample, 2017, you know, it was coffee black. Like it was freaking oh. dark. And we're like, oh, dude, we cooked this. This is unsellable. Like you can't filter this out. Uh-huh. This is bad. Then we realized a lot of the color had settled. So we agitated the tank and stuck a, a power hose in there and like just blasted and got it to agitate and really, you know, spin and stir within the tank. And then we took some off the top. And what we got was this amazing, beautiful, like golden amber color. Uh, for this bourbon and it was just so good and so it was uh it was a disaster crisis averted <laughs> uh, definitely glad we, we had the wherewithal okay maybe it's just the color settling or something right. we figured that out but you know we we kind of figured a lot of the stuff out as we went along so that's awesome it's kind of nice and refreshing to have a different 
way of doing things in a very traditional industry. Uh, yeah, we're we're not traditional. Yeah. <laughs> we are the opposite of tradition. One of our whiskeys is called Heresy because we are not we are sacrilegious by nature. Like uh, people, <clears throat> I would imagine a lot of older people would not like the way I do things. So and that's okay. It's fine. It's, I, it's not meant for everybody. Uh-huh. But you know, if you get a chance to try this stuff, I think there is definitely a whiskey in the lineup that isn't too far from. What your palate from, is. From what, you know, certain palates would want. Yeah, definitely. So. No, I agree. I think this this bridges the gap very well, uh, the California oak does. Yeah. Just because for us, Devo and I like a very spicy, have like it kind of hitting spicy and then ending with a mild sweet. Mm-hmm. And this gives you the spice you want and it doesn't disappoint the whole time. Yeah. I also really like it because there are those nights where you just want a glass of whiskey, but you don't want to go to bed with whiskey just sitting on your palate yeah and it kind of has a mellow enough finish that it just it's nice yeah this is a this is a whiskey and these first three are really priced as such that these are whiskeys you can have as much as you feel like having and not feeling like oh i need to save this for a rainy day like this is so special and so uh unique i mean these are everyday sipping bourbons we wanted to create a really kick-ass amazing daily sipper that's that's the goal with most of the products we put out are meant to be drank as often and with as many people as you can like you know this is a this is a whiskey you can make a cocktail out of for for example like that would make a mean uh cocktails yeah but oh yeah i'd make cocktails with all of these of course yeah okay i would make a great old-fashioned with this um with this with a nice dark cherry not like the maritino but like mm-hmm. an amarena cherry okay and do like a real nice dark um old-fashioned with the california oak would be fantastic it would be okay. beautiful like this really nice um dark fruit flavors that come out of there uh-huh. would be great with the dark cherry and kind of a little bit of maybe um we make actually make a bitters called uh a- aromatic bourbon bitters is infused bitters it's like on our website but yeah, I love that bitter with this as an old-fashioned little sugar cube. is just great. We'll definitely have to try that out. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just really enjoy this. Devo, did you give it a swish at all? I did. And that well, that's where I was getting the, like, kind of like, or what I said for the, the finish, um, just that it, it has a, a pretty nice finish. Um, there's been quite a few whiskeys out there where we get the, um, you know, it's tingling on the tongue like too crazy or it was too harsh going down and this one it's smooth all the way through yeah gives um, a nice little tingle i think you hit out of the park for that one oh, thank you. be yeah. completely honest and like rob was saying you know our 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 palates are a little bit um spicier so this one definitely was one where it's like oh well, the 21, these mash bills are 21% rye, so they're definitely in the high rye right. classification, mm-hmm. right? True, um, that is true. 21% rye, you're, 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 I think 16 and up or something is considered high rye. So we're there. We're definitely okay. there in the higher rye. Yeah. Um, for just for context, that's similar to like wild turkey, right? They're at about 21, or are they 17, 18? I can't tell you, uh, 
because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. And I don't want to be. I don't want to be on record as saying something that's <laughs> sure. incorrect. I'll, I'll so say it so you don't get. I uh, <laughs> I have a cheat sheet somewhere in the world that has all of the mash bills of all the big Kentucky distilleries, and I reference it often. But I drink so many different things that I, I, I honestly, I probably knew it at one point, and then I pushed it out with the knowledge of like, you know, Paul John Indian whiskey or, you know, some crazy <laughs> Scotch whiskey I tried that right. had a long history or story to it and right. I, I had to memorize that i forgot the wild turkey mash bills definitely but. it's actually 75 13 and 12 so, yeah see they go so 13, higher yeah, uh, they... malted barley and mm-hmm. i think heaven hill also um you know mgp is known for having they have that 36 percent uh rye high rye um like that hirsch over there is like a high rye for okay. example like they do a 36 percent rye which is really high rye. I even yes. have somewhere on the shelf. I have a Los Angeles distilled bourbon that's fifty one forty nine, like wow. forty nine. It's like crazy high rye. So, you know, while it's not the highest, it is certainly for uh, for those more accustomed to like those wild turkey mash bills. This is gonna have a pinch more rye, and that may be why if your spice, <clears throat> if your palate is like a little more spice. Want spicy, yeah, yeah, this is maybe. A, maybe a good choice then yeah, actually. yeah definitely honestly this would be a bourbon that i would recommend someone newer to bourbon yeah oh it's, because absolutely i think it hits all the points of a bourbon right that you're looking for in a bourbon you get a little bit of sweetness you get the spice you get a little bit of burn but it's not gonna turn someone away yeah if they're gonna get turned away by this they aren't gonna like anything else it's very inviting and very enjoyable. Yeah, right, <laughs> I would say. Right. So the next one's a small batch. This is 95 proof. So we've jumped uh, seven proof and uh, a 47.5%. And it's got a different uh, oak bill. Same mash bill, same distillery, same bourbon, uh, 70, 21, 9 on the mash bill. But that oak bill, we've done something different here. We have used bourbon barrels. Okay. Okay. Um, the French oak, those are 40% used bourbon, 40% French oak, 20% sherry cask. So we've okay. got sherry now. Sherry being a fortified dessert wine, for lack of a better definition. Very true. Um, yeah. So sweeter on the sherry notes, um, even darker fruit, even more uh, refined um, notes from the sherry cask. So... Again, and this has got three oaks now, triple cask uh, that have been broken down and put into the uh, whiskey. Okay. Yeah. Def- go sorry. ahead, Devo. Oh, sorry. Um, I, I don't know if it's just me or what, but I'm getting almost like when I on the nose, like it's almost like a Coke or Dr. Pepper like scent to it, which is weird. I don't know why I'm, I'm picking that up. Now that you but, say that, I can see where you're coming from. I wouldn't have initially. I, I have a feeling that, it's the though. sherry. I do have a feeling that it's the sherry that that I'm picking up because mm-hmm. it's also got, um, kind of like a balcony's feel to it a little bit too on the nose. Balcony's just, bourbon. Yeah, yeah. Just on the nose part. I, I mean, I haven't taken a sip yet, but that's dangerous, Stevo, to say we didn't like balconies. <laughs> no, but I, I, I'm saying like it, it's, it's, it's still inviting. I'm not. It is. You can still get a little bit of the the sherry scent from the wine barrel. Um, kind of on that while Devo is doing his taste. Did so you age the bourbon first in barrels? Yeah, we buy and we, then, we buy used. Uh, sorry, we buy we buy aged whiskey. We don't. Okay. We don't take a new make and then put the staves in and let it, it rest. 
You can't call it bourbon. It has to be aged. Bourbon has to be aged in a charred white oak container, not barrel, container. Um, not that that means we don't age in barrels. We do age in barrels. I think everybody ages in barrels. I have seen distillery one actually in my life that had a big charred white oak container, but <laughs> and it was basically a barrel, but it's kind of like a giant like wood container and they passed it through five minutes. They passed it in there. <laughs> you could actually be in there oh. for five minutes. It was crazy. They were trying to skirt the law, I think, but yeah, this is, this is aged Kentucky bourbon that has spent, Got it. uh, it's, you know, you have to be a year and a day minimum just to be called a Kentucky bourbon. Okay. So I, I, I thought it was six months, but that may be wrong, uh, to be a bourbon in any state to be called a bourbon. I think it is six months. Um, I think you're right. Yeah. Cause I think yeah. there's one that we've tasted before that like a six it, it was only six months. I don't know anyone that's making a bourbon that, that, that is that young. But yeah, Kentucky is, they want their taxes. So they want the year and a day um, for bourbon to be Kentucky bourbon. So all of these on the label, you'll see Kentucky bourbon. Yes. Um, so yeah, they are aged in barrels. That makes sense. Made, I just didn't know if you found a, like yes, a yeah. way around. And <laughs> no, that's no. what I was curious because. No, the way to think about this is instead of finishing like dumping barrel a into barrel b we dump barrel a into a tank and then break barrel b and put that into the tank as well that's the best way to think about it okay. interesting it's it's okay. just a it's a change in the way we finish this is a different style of finishing and there is more oak uh surface area because you have the fronts the sides the backs like we talked about absolutely in contact with the whiskey that's the difference yeah this this is great as well. <clears throat> as you choke, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. For it's was, spicy, yeah. It is. It, it's I'm much thinking, spicier. I'm it now. Yeah. Ninety-five. Yeah, it's got. It's it's definitely spicy. Um, I'm getting a, a decent amount of oak on it as well. I mean, Ooh. obviously with the process, you're bound to get that. But um, if you're not into um, like an oak taste. I mean, this still is fine, in my opinion. Like, and I'm I'm big on oak as well, outside of just being spicy. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's this good. one's really it's, good. It's I mean, it's spicy. Yeah, it is it's spicy, more. Yeah. This one comes more across as more peppery to me mm-hmm. than the California oak, and that could be because of the aging. Well, I think but, what Dee was saying about like it being much more oaky and and maybe more charred and woody mm-hmm. than the California oak, which is a lot more whiny. <laughs> right. Yes. Fancy right. word, right? Um, <laughs> I love it. No, I, I, you know, Woodford double oak, you know, some of these double oaked whiskeys that you may uh, lean on are entry bourbon. This is like our original, original recipe. Like this is recipe number one, the first whiskey we ever launched. And so, but it is, basically a double oak it's got okay. i mean 80 percent of it is oh, just like so. more wood more oak more char right Definitely. and then we didn't want it to be overly oaky or overly woody to, as to drive people away so that little sherry kick at the end is kind of it's like that, it's that balance it's like making a cocktail almost definitely you got to have the right amount of citrus amount of sweet right amount of this that you know, you want to balance the ingredients in the recipe, so to speak, right? Because this is, we yeah. we think of what we do as like cooking almost, right? We put 10 staves in and we go, taste, taste. We're not getting the sherry. Put in 10 more staves. Like we figured it out that way. And when we got to this 40, 40, 20 oak bill, 
Uh-huh. We were like, okay, this is it. This tastes good now. And then we figured out how long we have to leave it for. And then we go through that process and, you know, seasonality plays an effect. But the nice thing is you have three kinds of wood interacting at the same time, same season versus like aging uh, 40% of the time in a full built French oak barrel. And then 40% of the time, but now it's summer in a uh, second bourbon barrel and then 20% of the time, let's say it's now winter, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not going to like take it out and then vat it and wait to the next summer and then put it back so that they all spent summers. And even one summer, summer A and summer B, aren't the same heat levels. They change. So we don't want different seasons playing a different role in the different finishes. So we put all the oaks in at the same time. So whatever effect is happening, it's happening at the same time. So there's no, no, we, we limit the, the external factors as much as we can to control the process as much as we can and really make batch after batch after batch the, you know, the quality we want, but also if we find ways to improve, we do improve. That's awesome. It's very cool. It's, it's so, again, it's so unique. It's, it's refreshing. (laughs) Yeah. It's Um, different. (laughs) It's definitely different. I love that. Um, but yeah, the, the bourbon very enjoyable the 95 proof bourbon very enjoyable i think it's it's equally as enjoyable as the california oak but it's different and i don't think like this would be more for someone who regularly drinks bourbon do you get nuttiness on the finish at all i was getting either that but i was also getting like a almost like a chocolatey feel to it too but i wasn't sure if i was being weird about I, that i don't know if i get chocolate but i definitely get like a chalky nutty sort of dusty okay. um almost creamy like finish it's like it, it's like it's a weird kind of like uh like talk or like like a really uh interesting sort of finish it's got like a, a density to it on the finish that's there um it's unique it's definitely different um but yeah i, I think the nutty sort of uh I don't want to say it's reminiscent of anything from Dickel, but I know that Dickel's like the one whiskey I always say has like a peanutty flavor. This is more like almond. Okay. In in a way, like almond, I, like I almond flour, that. something like that. I get like what a, you're saying. Yeah, definitely. Almond does, milk, <laughs> something like yes. that. <laughs> it does have more of a dense finish. Yeah. Yeah. Especially com- compared to the last one, the California Oak. Absolutely. Um, I think the other one that I've heard of that's peanutty finish is uh, Old Tub. Some people tub? say they get a peanutty finish from that. I think Jim that's Beam can put one. out some stuff that is pretty nutty in in comparison. I would still say this is more like if you're a Woodford Double Oak fan, I think the Double Oak is in the 40s, and we don't this this bottle will run you like 35, roughly 30 to 35. So definitely, you save five bucks and you get. I think even more proof, I think, 47.5. I don't think they're up there at 95 proof. I think they're 90 proof. If yeah, I we're at 95. Right, I think it's so 88 or 90. A little stronger, a little less money. Obviously, a craft whiskey versus a corporate. So Right. I don't think I would have ever thought of comparing the two, but now that you mention it, thinking of the, the palette from Woodford Double Oaked, it, it is very similar. They're both woody. I mean, this is definitely a woody whiskey. Like, if you're into the more wood... You know, if you if you've ever, if you're one of those guys or gals that's ever like taken a wood little like chip and stuck it in your whiskey bottle, or like mm-hmm. you've wanted to like get a little uh, shelf top wood barrel at home to bear, like 
further barrel age a whiskey. If you're that kind of like experimental drinker that wants to kind of, you get, uh, I love the guy over at uh, Oak Bottle. He makes those like literally like they look like water bottles, but they're made of oak and you can put your whiskey in them. Oh, that's and, cool. And age your whiskey in a 750 ml oak bottle. Like huh. if you're one of those people that have tried any of those things, you know, I'm not saying don't buy those things. Keep experimenting at home. That's right. how great ideas are born. But also, like, we've done the work and we've perfected it and we've won awards for it. Like, you can you can spend the 30, 35 bucks and trust that we've got a really good handle on it. <laughs> like, we have, and it's a very impressive looking bottle and it's, it's pretty. My wife designed it, you know. That's awesome. Hats okay. off to her. <laughs> yeah, that um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a great uh, product. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's, that's kind of how I'd, that's another type of person I think would probably appreciate what we've done here. Definitely. Yeah, we were going to mention that, I mean, I picked up the the California Oak just on a whim. Never heard of you guys before. Oh, awesome, Picked it up man. off of Mich- at Mission Liquor in Pasadena. Yep. And I was, on, I was just out checking out to see what they had. And I saw it and I'm like, oh, this is a cool bottle because Devo and I, very big on, we buy the bottle. Off like if we're going to try something new, it's usually we aren't going to buy something new that has a really shitty bottle. Yeah, and we, we yeah. <laughs> this is uh unless it's like the greatest that's a fun podcast like shitty bottles that look horrible oh. and have good whiskey that's a good podcast subject right that, there that is actually the ugliest but... best whiskeys <laughs> <laughs> there you go all right yeah. there's a new subject there is us. a good one but yeah love the bottle now the fugly sleepers <laughs> <laughs> definitely it's very simple bottle has now we we always call it fake cork but what are these? These are these synthetic. Toppers? These synthetic. are synthetic. We are moving. We are, you know, cats out of the bag for if you listen to any of our other like interviews. Uh, June 2021, we are releasing a new package that will have a blend of breathable synthetic and cork. They make Interesting. The, I didn't know about this stuff. I mean, we were like when we went to market for custom corks and we were talking to one of the court companies, one of the big ones, and they said, look, there's this new thing out that's kind of like best of both worlds. It will not fall apart and leave residue in your whiskey, which yeah, is the which... reason we don't go for, we have not gone for a real cork in the past because you know, I, I can't tell you how many scotch bottles or whatever I've broken the cork yeah, or seen bits and pieces fall off into my whiskey, which then it's a whole process of like emptying the bottle and filtering coffee filters and all this shit. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> Huge pain in the ass. But this one, but I, there is something nice and beautiful about like a real cork that will actually expand and contract over time and fit the actual shapes and grooves of the bottleneck. And so there's a new material called like micro aglo, which is kind of a kind of it's a blend where the rubber, the rubber that is in a synthetic cork, acts as the glue to bind a 50% like breathable cork. So it's really neat. Um, we're, we, so we, we're opting for that and the new one. So hopefully no breaking, no no falling into your whiskey, no pieces, but uh-huh. also a breathable cork that will expand over time and like actually take shape of the bottle it's in. So definitely, you know, hats off to technology. Right, <laughs> right? that's awesome. <laughs> Whoever came up with that. <laughs> I love full cork uh, tops, but you also have the issue of they do break. They it's do a pain in the yeah. ass when they do. It's terrible. But yeah, and I actually saw a post. Someone was like, do you prefer synthetic cork or actual cork? 
and they were a lot of people were saying real cork and then they were the opposite way saying i hate when it falls in my bottle it breaks you know especially if you keep it for a few years or you buy a bottle that wasn't bottled recently yeah yeah i bought a uh, a scotch once that was i bought a scotch in 2020 that was bottled in like 1998 oh wow and wow. and i opened it with the staff at the store i was like guys let's i'm like i'm buying this we're opening it right now we're gonna drink it together and staff was like hell yeah and like but one of the guys came out and he was like this is going to break i don't even need to like look at it test it i can tell you definitively this cork will break even if you turn it upside down for 10 minutes, it's still going to break. So he like got the tools out to catch the broken cork and got like a, a, a wine opener to catch it and just snap the top right off. Like, and he was dead on, but not a speck fell in the bottle. Like he was ready for it. He knew his <laughs> shit. And I was like, oh, now I know. He, I, that was a valuable <laughs> lesson I learned last year um, with some of those really older finds. Mm -hmm. And anyone that's hunting like Dusty's, same right, thing. Like, you got to look for that stuff. Yeah, that's that's awesome to hear that I had never heard of the synthetic real blend. Yeah, blend. that's awesome. Yeah, it's really we're, cool. Well, we're hopefully we're not the first person to do it. I'm sure plenty of people are, but Definitely. we're going for it. We're, we're testing it out. It's so. awesome. It kind of seems to follow like your mindset with alcohol. You have a different trying, process. Yeah, with it's, it's, it's a modern. It's a we're we're a, we're not a, a company with a thousand year history. Here, here, catch this, guys. Check this out. That's that's the micro aglo. So it looks like real cork. Right. It looks exactly like real cork. And you can see it's already starting to like bend a little bit. There's yeah. a little groove at the top that goes back in. So it's not perfectly straight like a uh, synthetic. So yeah, that's really cool. Um, <laughs> edit this part out <laughs> while we're like looking at corks. Right. Oh, well, you know, I mean, it's part of that whole when you find something that you think looks cool. That's I don't know. It's part Maybe of I'm a bottle geek. I don't know. <laughs> They did a good job on these. Things. Whatever these are, they did a good job. Yeah, we're we're excited I'm, to see those cool come out. Um, but yeah, the so the, all right, so we're on a rye whiskey. Now. We are, yeah, yeah let's we do are. It. Sorry, we're uh kind of slowly getting through each one. <laughs> so yeah, now we're on the heresy rye. You mentioned heresy because heresy. a lot of people we knew uh, from the get go this was not going to be a concept of whiskey that we're gonna that was gonna fly with everybody. So yeah, we, have we you felt some, very sacrilegious. Have you gotten some, like, I don't mean to say hate, but have you gotten some, like... I've seen some purists review the product online very negatively um, in, like, comment fields and stuff. Not, not like, pros, not, like, at the, you know, the award uh, organizations and stuff, like the San Francisco World or Spirits or yeah. Ultimate Spirit. Like, when we enter competitions, we do very well. Um, and those are, like, you know, blind taste tests and people's choice and those kinds of things. Like, the pros love it. Because they don't know how old it is. They don't know what the process is. They're just grading the whiskey on it, on merit alone and in category. And that's how you know like you're doing pretty well uh -huh. from a more like corporate standpoint. And then, you know, people that try it, like the general consumers love it. But there are obviously going to be like a select few out there that go online and make an effort to kind of like try and bring you down because they don't like the way you're doing things. You're, you're breaking from They're tradition. Jealous. And, <laughs> No, I don't think it's jealousy. I think it's just like, you know, I remember, well, and, and I, I was in the same mindset. I got really pissed off. I read like an article head that was like, uh, Maker's Mark Rye is coming out. And I was like, Maker's Mark Rye. And the article was like, true innovation. I'm like, 
just cashing in on rye is not innovation. And I left a really like <clears throat> long comment on that post. And then someone was like, dude, chill. This is a April fool's post. And I was like, yeah, I'm never doing this again. Like I'm never, I'm never, <laughs> I'm never putting my opinion out there again. Cause I saw it like at like four in the morning or something. And I was like, barely awake and i was like oh i'm gonna comment on this post and like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was so stupid and you realize how dumb it is to comment on anything online like right why even get involved but at the end of the day like you know there are people that do sit in the dark corners of their houses and they sit there all alone and they're angry and they're stewing and they're looking True. for some some way to get that anger out and they want to like pick on the the new guys or the the guys that are breaking the rules or, or in their eyes are so that reminds me a lot of, I know this is going completely off topic and here's my first real rabbit hole, but it reminds me of, I don't know if you guys are into golf, but there's Bryson DeChambeau. And when he first came on tour, he did things completely different. All of his irons were a single length and it was completely different from everybody else. And when he first came on tour, he got a ton of hate for it. And now people are like, wow, he's doing something because now he's successful. And now people start to see it. So it's kind of one of those things when you're the first or one of the first to do something, it, it ruffles feathers. Oh yeah. It does. Um, I don't know too much about golf and I might, if my grandfather hears this, he'll be very upset because he's a very good golfer. Um, but (laughs) I can think of happy Madison or happy Gilmore where where he he uses a hockey, a hockey stick as a a putter. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you got to break the rules somehow, <laughs> right? Uh, Bryson, your hole. Bryson, <laughs> Bryson could be very close to a uh, happy Gilmore with his whole Drives. mindset. Um, but back to the rye. Now I'm getting, you get the rye. I'm getting a little bit of like a spearmint or a minty. There is a there. minty component to a lot of rye whiskeys. That's something I, I didn't know getting into rye. Mm-hmm. That there is a sort of a, a byproduct of a minty effect. Um, if you add water or ice to it, that that like I have a little ice in my glass, it's certainly heightened that minty sort of uh, forefront to the whiskey. But as you drink it, I am getting more of those like pumpernickel bagel spice, like everything bagel sort of flavors. Um, this is a ninety <clears throat> so hundred. So let's talk about this hundred five proof, fifty two point five percent. Line price with the other two whiskeys. So California Oak, Small Batch 95, and the Heresy 105 are all the same price. They're all between 30 and 35 bucks. This is a phenomenal option for a cocktail rye Okay. Uh, because of the proof. It will penetrate and last in a cocktail. Right. You really can't water this thing down. You know, you could put ice in this and walk away and come back and it'll taste like rye whiskey. Like definitely. when the ice is fully melted, you'll still have power. Yeah, um, definitely getting the proof. Yeah, 105 um, is a great proof for a, an <laughs> entry-level rye. 95.5, it's 95% rye, 5% malted barley. It is not, however, from MGP, which is kind of the godfather of that mash bill. Okay. This is Jacob Call, master distiller at Green River Distillery, Owensboro, Kentucky. He has adopted that mash bill, and I have been there personally when the rye truck was emptying the rye grain uh-huh. into the mill. So... They are milling their own rye. They are doing it by hand. It It is not exactly the same. Obviously, the Tawar and all that play a part. Look, MGP is probably three hours, four hours from Owensboro, Kentucky. So okay. these aren't like, you know, Scotland and America trying to make right. the same whiskey. But 
they are certainly uh, different in, in subtle ways. And then obviously this has a, an oak bill to it. And that oak bill is the same oak bill as the whiskey you just tried. 40, 40, 20. Ex-bourbon. Okay, because that's what I was going to say. It does come through a little there's bit a on similarity. the similarity. Yeah. There's a through line. Even though there's not a drop of corn in this glass, the through line is that oak bill. So now I've made an entirely different whiskey, a rye whiskey breed similarity between it and a bourbon of an entirely different mash bill with an entirely different grain that encompassed 70 percent of the last one this has through line because it has 40 percent ex-bourbon 40 percent french 20 percent cherry right right and uh, connecting the dots right yeah yeah exactly and um i mean what i was getting off obviously on the nose you get the like a, a good rye spice um and then it does come through on the palate. There's a good rye spice, and then, I, and like I, like you were just saying, that that oak bill just, I don't know, man. Like that oak bill is fun. just <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's there's a reason the we used it three times right. <laughs> in a row. Right. Like, I I I don't. Yeah, I, I would sip? definitely. Yes, I have. Okay, I, I've had a sip or two. Um, catch up, bro. <laughs> I'm doing my best. But then again, I'm more of the rye guy anyway, so I was very excited to even try it. And um, like m- what used to be my daily sipper for a rye, if I were to have a daily sipper that was a rye, was a bullet, the bullet rye. Okay. Um, Which is the 95.5. Yeah. Distilled so at MGP. Yeah. 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 But um, I was. Did just they saying, change like, that? Did they start doing their own? No, I think you're. I think you're right. I don't think I theirs just, is out yet. I think they're distilling it and aging it still. But when I went out to uh, Stitzel Weller and and did the bullet, you know, tour, they still said it was MGP. They didn't say MGP, but they said it wasn't their rye. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Well, yeah. that. But I mean, this, and I, it's not just because we're here, but like it definitely tops it with that Oakville. Like I would say, this is better than uh, Bullet Rye. Absolutely. The other ryes that I like, I mean, I love the rare breed wild turkey rye. Um, I've not had is, that which yet. Which is expensive uh, relative. You know, it's about $30 more than this uh-huh. at about 60 bucks, roughly, is what okay. I see in California. And then, you know, like Pikesville rye is really good. And Pike, love Pikesville. Hill. Those are good ryes, but again, those are a little more pricey. Um, if you're going into like the 50, 40, high 40s, like low 60s. Those are great rye whiskeys. Um, if that's an everyday sipping price point for someone, like that's a great uh, rye to start with if, if you're going in. But this is an everyday, like even cocktail rye. This is a, right. a very affordable rye with a with a proof that jumps, you know, between the Pikesville and the rare breed. So yeah, and and I guess absolutely. that's where I was kind of like going with it for myself, just being the rye guy. Um, my normal, like. If if I'm going to have one that's on the shelf is like the Bone Snapper X Ray or the Few, um, those two. What was rise. the first one? Bone Snapper X Ray Rye. I've never even heard of that. What is that? Uh, so it's <laughs> I made got, by and I know whiskey. I I love <laughs> so Bone Snapper X Ray. Bone Snapper X Ray. Yeah, it's a it's it's okay, a four. Okay, show year. me that after the show. All right, we'll do. We'll <laughs> show do. me that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. That I gotta look that up. I gotta good. buy one of those. If that's a go-to, then I gotta I gotta get on that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's it's an extremely inviting rye. Um, on the nose, it doesn't kill. Not this one. I'm sorry. Uh, heresy. 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 Yeah, just, heresy. To, just to clarify. <laughs> sorry, he was just talking about bone snapper. Yeah, that's no. a good one. But we aren't talking about that. Um, this is very inviting on the nose. 
Um, it's it has that that rice spice, like Devo said, on the palate. It's it's very unique. It, it's it's very good. It is extremely unique, and I think that touches on everything you guys have both said. Where it's aged with bourbon barrels, used bourbon barrels. Are you okay with it being zero percent corn? I, I'm good with it. I actually that, enjoy this. Give you like a give you pause. No, I'm fine with it because I actually really like piggyback rye, and okay. that's a hundred percent rye. It is, yeah. I've got a piggyback six. Here, I yeah. actually think it's really good, and that's at a fairly affordable price. Yeah, there. I mean, look, there are some great ryes on the market right now, and I think the. Uh, revival that has happened in the last call it like <laughs> eight to ten years and I, you know we can thank uh raj bakta and and uh, uh what's his face um not what's his face i mean like the most revered guy ever uh uh dave pickerel <laughs> what's his face is such a like derogatory way of like, <laughs> right. like, trying to remember we someone's name it though. it's like uh, that guy what, that motherfucker what is his name? <laughs> can i cuss on this thing yes yeah, okay of course. Yeah. Yeah, that son of a <laughs> yeah. bitch um no uh no dave pickerel and raj bach that put together the uh uh whistle pig brand of course and um you know whistle pig did wonders for the industry it was a very very poignant brand that brought rye to the forefront when really at the time there was templeton and maybe a handful of offshoot ryes coming out of the big bourbon houses that weren't really being marketed or promoted or age stated or anything like that and you know the rye game is fascinating right now it's really really great to see rye where it is as a category and i think it's still growing um sagamore doing some great rye whiskeys and you know rye houses i mean uh most of the high west stuff is rye they really yeah took the mm -hmm. the, the the category in the spirit and and evolved it with finishing and it's and blending it's so cool yeah yeah actually so i'm a bourbon drinker that enjoys rye but when i go to rye I want it to, I want the rye to hit me. I, that's what I want. I don't want like a watered down rye. Mm -mm. Um, I want to taste the rye. I want to taste the burn. Like that's rye's what gotta I'm be a hundred proof. I mean, I'll just say it like that's fair. flat out. Rye's gotta be a hundred proof. Or yeah. up. I do not like too many ryes that rest below a hundred proof. That makes sense. And Pike, mean, you know, Pikesville, I mentioned 110 right. rare breed over 110. Like that's a good point. I don't like I mean, piggyback is uh, I believe that's like ninety isn't 97, it ninety seven ninety six okay proof it's right there it's close mm -hmm. but forty percent forty five percent rise don't do it for me and and that's one of the reasons like we tried heresy at eighty eighty five ninety ninety five a hundred hundred five hundred ten we tried it every five proof um. The agreement was it was too hot and you lost some of the nuanced notes at 110. Okay. And you you lost the nuanced notes um, uh, and they were watered out at 100. And we're like, okay, we got to do this right between. So we went 105 and my God, it's just like gold medal. Uh, we want a gold medal on this and the California Oak. So very That's happy awesome. about that. I just this was something we wanted to hit on how was it to like find out that you got a gold medal on one of your whiskeys good i mean well, we got we've we've, one, we've, oh, we've well, gotten yeah. we've gotten a few gold medals um we did a mizunara whiskey that got 95 points which was great um i've heard really good things about that i i'll, I'll, I'll off podcast i'll let you guys taste it Sounds um, good. <laughs> 
our our um one of our two of our whistles have gotten double golds actually so we're very happy about the double golds the golds every time you win an award it's amazing validation i think the one award or like score or point i'm waiting on is that uh you know whiskey advocate top 20 like okay, to get okay. on there would be really that'd be exciting and, and new yeah. and different and really really validating as a blender as a i call myself more of a blender and a barrel breaker than a distiller right? okay because i'm not I, I literally don't distill i don't even know how to distill so like that's not a title i can ever um claim at least until i learn that stuff but <laughs> Yeah, I know. For me, to blend something that gets to the point of being on that list is would be really validating, um, for sure. So, yeah. So I, I want I want you guys to try this uh, cask strength broken barrel bourbon. Definitely. I'm sorry. I'm still behind. I've been enjoying this rye. Yeah, no. Enjoy I would it. definitely enjoy say this is. There's no question that this would be a top five rye for me. Okay, that's that's, and I think I like that. I think part of it is because it has the flavors of a rye that I want. I want to get, you know, I want the burn, but it also has those notes of a bourbon because of the bourbon barrel staves. Yeah. The and I think that's staves, why I love hell. it so much. We took X rye staves and put them in a bourbon. Oh, really? We went the other way. <laughs> Interesting. Oh. Is that, that out or? Um, I have it if you want to try it after. Well, no, I meant for the listeners if they were interested. If you're a Flaviar uh, member of uh, the Flaviar subscription service, we did a rum and rye stave finish on a bourbon. And wow, it was really cool. So we did a 60-40, 60% rum, 40% rye. Interesting. And I've got some ex-rye barrels in the other room aging some other spirits in them. So uh -huh. Very All cool. Right. I think rye barrels are overlooked. Nobody uses rye barrels to do things these days, and they're they're important. They have they definitely pick, just, they just pick up a different their... characteristic. Yeah, especially when they were aging ninety five fives in them. Right, there was no corn influence on the inside of the barrel. It's all rye, so so it's all spice. It's yeah, it's all the spice. It's got a lot of punch. Yeah. And so, anyways, so so cast strength bourbon, one hundred and sixteen proof, same mash bill. Same oak bill, we just took it up a notch. 21% okay. more uh, proof. Definitely. Now, I do want to say one thing that I love about you guys, and you've hit it on a few times, uh, or you've hit on it a few times, if I could speak. I also tried sniffing my water glass. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get a whole lot of notes out of that. Apparently, I've been uh, drinking plenty today. Um, <laughs> but I love the price points, and it like falls perfectly in line with our podcast. Like you're trying to find that good daily sipper that has the flavors you want and at a price point that you can afford. I mean, the, to, in today's day and age, now you have, you know, now I'm guilty. I just picked up a bottle of Stag Jr. for a hundred bucks, which is over MSRP, but it's a lot better than what I've seen it before. I've paid 80 for that uh, and, and I didn't feel bad about it. It's good whiskey. Yeah. And I've really wanted it. And I was like, you know what? The bottle will last me 15 pours what's a few what's twenty dollars more you know it's not a big deal but it's nice being able to find for a newer whiskey drinker a bottle that you can afford it tastes great and you know you're you're happy to share it because this is something a lot of people haven't tried yet it's very it's very shareable it's very giftable like you want to get something that i i like the presentation of it 
where you can bring a bottle of this to someone and, and put it on the table and they go, oh, wow, what's that? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that before. That's new. That's unique. That looks good. And you can create that effect without spending $100. Right. You know, that's kind of a cool thing for me. You know, I like I loved to collect whiskey and, and buy all these different bottles. And when I was chasing all the high west, one thing I realized back, you know, five years ago was... You know, if I'm going to get Burai and Midwinter and, and uh, Yippie Kaye, like, I'm going to be looking at $400 for the three bottles or three three mm-hmm. something. Right. You know, most places are selling these 80 to 120 bucks, and they're, the, the locations are few and far between. It's not everywhere. So by the time you pick them all up, you're, you're out, you know, three and a half bills. And, you know, it's a lot of money. Yeah. So when I created higher end whiskeys from our $30 price point, I wanted you to be able to drop, you know, a buck 50 and get all three of our single Oak series, which was the Mizunara cask of Amontillado and Isle of Pete, which we know. I, I, I would argue that very few people would like all three of those whiskeys. They're very different. There's, okay. there's such a void between each one of them. And those whiskeys are, Still pretty hard to find and very seldom distributed across the country. Uh-huh. I know that caskers.com has a couple of some of those bottles left, I believe, I, 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 depending on when this airs. I don't know right. how long it takes to edit these things. You know, if it takes a <laughs> month, like one could have run out. There's very limited supply that was released. And then I, I look at like try to find online where they're still available. But caskers.com did have a few of these in stock versus a lot of people that have like, you know, items online, mm-hmm. but then they're out of stock just to get the listing, to draw people to their website. They go, okay, they had this, but not anymore. What else do they have? So they kind of like venture off <laughs> in the website. Right, right. There's a lot of like, I call it the blue mattress. <laughs> they bring you in like $99 for a King mattress. Uh-huh. It's a big blue block. And like, no, you don't want that. You want this other one. And they, right. like, the salesman gets you on the next one. <laughs> right. So I used to sell furniture. So I remember that whole like, <laughs> gotcha. you know, racket. It was horrible, horrible. <laughs> this is, uh, I don't want to jump the gun, but this is pretty incredible. The cast strength 116. Yeah. Uh, broken barrel bourbon. Yes. This is really good. You don't lose anything. To that 95 proof where no. you're more watered down? I, I would say that I would prefer it over the 95 proof, but I am a barrel proof guy. Um, Same. Yeah. I prefer that, but there is some like, there's that art, like when you, ha- or the, I shouldn't say art, there's that time for barrel strength. Do you and I talk about it a bunch where you, you just, you have a rough day and you just want something to kick you in the ass. Yeah. Right. You want to feel it. Yeah, you want to feel it, you know, two glasses in, you're ready to go to bed. You know, you're 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 tired now, you know, it relaxed you enough. But this doesn't hit me nearly as hard as the counterparts in this proof. So I think first one that I would think of is I think this is the same proof as Rare Breed. Yeah, pretty much. I think much. it's 116.2 or 1. 116.4. I don't know if I'm right on that. 118.4. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, there's a 116. I've got a 112 and a 108, but they're older. But yeah, I mean, the rare breeds generally yeah. have played. I mean, the rare breed rise 112. I mean, 
They're in the teens. Usually yes. they're, in the, they're in the one teens. So I'm going to consider them cons- uh, the same, right? Okay. In, in, yeah, yeah. in that type of area, because a lot of the other ones you have like bullet barrel strength. That one's, I think, high 120s. If you're comparing um, this to rare but, breed, I'll take that as like a 95 points in my book because I love rare breed. So I love rare breed I as mean, well. That's a, that's high praise for me so to to hear that. So I think this would I'll be the it. closest to compare it to Compliment personally. Accepted. <laughs> it's it's hot enough, but it's a little bit. I would argue that this is a little smoother than rare breed. Well. Yeah, and that's what Smooth I was... Smooth being like less less edges and yes, less... less um, bitey, we say it harsh. Chewy. Hopefully not less flavor, but... but no, not but, that at no, all. But uh, but I understand like, you know, their stuff is probably a little older. What goes into True. rare breeds is probably a little older than what's in this. And therefore, there may be more nuances. But yet and still, I mean, this is probably 10 to $15 less a bottle. So I'll accept gladly that it, it, it's in the ballpark <laughs> no, that's this, great no this one's really good um, it is and i think it yeah i do, it's just it has a unique flavor that you don't get with other barrel strengths yeah it's got a, a good amount of spice to it it has oh. um you know the the smoothness definitely helps it go down but then there's also like a little bit of um like a warming near the end of it too so i don't know if that's for me whether it's like the the proof that's fi- like finally coming through but like when it goes down it's like i don't know this is I mean, more this vanilla is really... like uh vanilla custard and okay. like more of a uh i want to say like a toasted vanilla like there's there, the 95 has a as a young kind of like madagascar bourbon vanilla like extracty sort of vibe to it uh-huh. If you ever had like, if you ever use like a, a vanilla extract to make like a cookie or a mm-hmm. cake or something like in baking, I would equate that kind of a vanilla, a very raw, punchy in the face. This is more like a vanilla bean that's been like flame charred and like baked well and long time processed, like whole another level of you're cutting into it more. You're getting into that vanilla. Uh-huh. And then also the <clears throat> sherry isn't watered down as much. So you have dark fruit with that vanilla. And then you have these little like toasty notes. And we don't use toasted barrels by any means. So you have this uh, this sort of like toasty thing that's created as a byproduct. And I like those notes a lot on this 116, which you don't get on the 95. You have to go to 116 Definitely. to get some of those notes. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is. It has similarities, but it is different. Mm-hmm. And I think this one comes in at around $45 a bottle. Yeah, the cast strength runs $10 higher than the regular 95 proof bourbon. Okay. These are both black labels currently, like with the current package. So if you go online, you'll see the, the, the big kind of like decanter bottle with the big cork. That's the 116. That's the cast strength. And then the skinnier cork and like the 95 proof is the regular so i gave you guys a bottle to, to pour for yourselves i wanted yes. you to try one more thing um Definitely. at least while we're recording uh this is a peach brandy cask finished 116 so we did i believe 80 percent peach brandy cask tw- uh 20 french oak I love using French oak as a counterbalance to something really flavorful and really sweet because the French oak 
has a great baseline. It brings it back to like center. So 20% French oak with 80% ex peach brandy cask. Um, and you're so looking. Is that the sweetness that I'm getting oh, on yeah. the nose? Is is the fruit peach? city? I mean, yeah. there should be like a fruity, <clears throat> cobblery sort of like peach I pie. Would love this scent. Yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah, this is something we we did. We are doing. We actually do a peach brandy cask version of this. We do a port version. We do a uh, porter beer version. Sometimes we do stout, but usually porter. And we also do a uh, uh, rum and rye, as I mentioned earlier. Those are four iterations of the cast strength bourbon we do. And we only do them to order. So if a retailer orders a barrel from us, we'll do a single barrel version of one of those finishes. And they're not online. They're not on our website. We'd be, they come and go quickly, generally. And they're just like fun little side projects we do to explore we we have so many ideas here and we don't want them to go to waste Definitely. so we offer them up but we can't really invest in like we're, we're small we're a small company right. mm-hmm. we have limited resources so we can't invest in producing these things without orders for them so instead of producing them kind of on a whim we offer them to retailer or like like liquor stores as a private exclusive release they commit to a, a full barrel and then we actually produce that barrel. They pre-order it and we make it for them based on the order. And then you'll actually see on most of these barrels on the neck label who it was for. So whether it's, you know, so-and-so's liquor store or Total Wine or uh, we, we work with Flaviar.com uh, a lot for their, their membership group. Like a lot of different private barrels have come out. And it's a really fun way to do it because it gives us the creativity to create cool things like peach brandy cask. But also... You know, uh, it's fun. <laughs> I love it. That's uh-huh. that's a step above, right there. This, that is that is good. Yes, that one. Where did you say this was this, available? So we've only had one bite on the peach brandy cast so far. It's for uh, Broadway Liquor Outlet in Minnesota, okay. in the Twin Cities, and so they did a barrel pick uh, with us on this one. They actually tried a sample and 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 took the bait, and so. That <laughs> bait sounds bad. Uh, hey, because this hey, is great. It, it is it's great it is. whiskey, but they they <laughs> but you got to cut that out. They uh, obliged and gave into my madness, I should say, and and uh, they indulged me in letting me do a peach brandy cask finished bourbon, uh, and I am very fortunate and lucky that they took it, uh, which gave this product life because they're the they're the first ones to do it. But I believe you'll be seeing more and more of the peach brandy okay. go it, out there because it's it's really dude peach and bourbon go together like peanut butter and jelly yeah, and it, they're like it threw they're me off. great combos because uh, I, I was like okay I don't know how like I like peach definitely mm-hmm. I like that fruit in general but uh, for my sips it was like my mouth went on a roller coaster of just. <laughs> enjoyment i don't like yeah, as weird as weird as that wow, sounds but it, it was one where it was like okay i got a good enough wow. a good amount of spice i got a good enough amount of sweet i got a little bit of the, the oak that sweet. comes through and then um like the tingle or what what do we call it it was the kentucky hug or something they, the kentucky yeah, hug the and the kentucky kiss and all yeah that. yeah it it is all there and it's one of those things where it's like and this is only 116 because it was a very easy 
sip. Or it's only, or you're surprised it's 116. I'm surprised that it's yeah. 116. That's how easy that's it was how, to, to drink it down. That's how I am. The process mellows out the alcohol for sure because of the oak influence. Um, yeah, I, w- this was a really fascinating project we did, and I'm really happy you guys liked it. <laughs> that's, that's, in, that's actually like... You're some of the first pretty, people trying it. I mean, like, oh, like well, maybe, well. maybe the buyer at that store my internal sales team and like a few people at our office here are the only people in the world that have tried this. If you told me I could buy a bottle of this for 55 bucks, it would be on my shelf every day of the week. It's I think 45 bucks, but yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what, that's how I like to look at it's it. It's the same price as like the regular uh, cast strength. That's so. incredible. That is that one. was Yeah. That was, so we actually really just did a TikTok about five bottles that you would have because I guess on Reddit they say all you need is five bourbon, five bourbons. If you're a bourbon guy, all you need is five. I completely disagree. Reddit there are said so five many. bourbons. Someone on Reddit said that. Oh shit! I'm about like 275 <laughs> bottles past that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're. I might I'm, have. A, I might have to give some of these away. <laughs> I'm about 60 <laughs> bottles past that, and I really started collecting in like the last three months. So yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. and. This would be so. I think it was one is like daily sipper. Two is impress a guest. Is that right, or is it yeah, four was impress uh, a guest? No, think, yeah, two is impress a guest. Oh, I like this list. It was this is a good two way is to impress a guest. Three was cheap mixer. Four was. I'm sorry. Did I say two twice? Two so, was impress a guest. Was one Three was uh, one, one is daily sipper. Daily sipper. Two is impress a guest. Impress Three a guest. is cheap sipper. Cheap sipper. Four is something great. Something great. Five is special occasion. So like I consider like a special occasion to be a high dollar bottle that maybe it's not your favorite New Year's, yeah, birth. You know, someone has a kid, you pop the bottle open, something like that. Well, okay, let's 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 draw a line between like birthday and birth birth of a child, because one happens every year, one happens once every true, true, few, true, if you know, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but I would definitely Having just had a kid like four months ago. I, oh, I, congratulations. I, I, yeah. I opened a, uh, a Cavalon uh, cast strength bourbon cask finish for that one for our first nice. child as well as a few other bottles. But I think I remember opening that one because it has a really fancy box and it was like $400 or something like that. That seems worth it. Yeah. I'm, it was, I'm assuming it was, you paired know, it with I, a cigar. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I had a friend over. You know, it's funny. You want to like find this time to enjoy a nice drink after your baby's born, but you're on the clock from the moment they're born. Like, <laughs> I, I got to feed. I got to feed. My wife is, you know, freaking worn out from having a kid. Like she needs to sleep and you're on, you know, dad is on uh-huh. right away. Definitely. So the first like 72 hours or, or, or even the first week or so are really intense uh, from a sleep schedule and all that. I mean, you guys have kids? No, not yet. not yet. Not yet. All right. Well, yeah, you're on. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> save that bourbon for like the 30 day anniversary or the first, the <laughs> one, one month. month, the one month of the birth, because you're kind of on. Like, unless you're unless you're it's not really involved. Like, you, you, if you're involved, you're on. Like, it's it's a lot. You're trying to because you didn't do the hard part. You didn't right. have the baby. So True. You, you're feeling guilty as shit. You're like, oh man. Yeah. 
can I do the dishes? Can I like, can I, can I prep the, can I clean the house? Like, what do I do to like, I can't do what you did. So what do I do to make up for it? Right. Oh shit. Yeah. And you're definitely not drinking, like getting drunk in the first month. You're like, Oh God, you're too afraid. I got to wait. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. And the hormones are running and like, you, you, you know, fart in the wrong direction and you're like, your ass, your head is on the chopping block. So you don't want to, you don't want to mess up if your wife is, you know, anything like mine, you want to be on, you want to be on point for sure. Definitely. So. Yeah. And you have a couple of glasses of, uh, this one sixteen proof. You are not going to be quite on point. No, you're not going to be. You're not. Well, that's why up. you give it to her. Let her just go and relax, and you Unless take care of everything. That is the nice part is they get to start drinking again. <laughs> uh, it's if they're not breastfeeding at least. So if yeah. you know you, your wife, uh, if if you get to, that's one of the great things about last last year. COVID was a very lonely sort of experience because she was pregnant the whole time. She wasn't drinking, and so mm-hmm. you're home. All the time, 20, 20 years, you're home, you're home, you're home. You're like, I want to have a drink. I want to like get through all this whiskey I have. Yeah. And you just kind of, you're, you're alone and your wife's pregnant. So you're not going out and like seeing friends and God forbid you go out and you get sick or this and that. So right. it was just a weird year of kind of like drinking very gingerly, uh, sporadically <laughs> oh, okay. and very like, yeah, yeah. Did you say gingerly? Yeah. Like gingerly. You kind of like. You have a dram here. You have a dram there. You don't right. really like. You don't get into like a bottle like three, four deep, right? Ever like you're kind of just Definitely. hanging out slow. The pregnancy COVID thing was kind of like a, uh, you know, walking on eggshells. But right. definitely, but you know, <laughs> what? like sneak out back, pour yourself a glass, and then come back in. Yeah, you you, you end up <laughs> drinking during the day, and you're sober oh. by the time you come home from work. And it's like you know, <laughs> drink drink at like one o'clock, so you can kind of be chill by five. You know, it's like, definitely, right, one or two at one or two at lunch is probably the way to go. <laughs> so I, back to why I brought up the five, right? Like this, I don't think I said this yet. I, I get confused with what I'm thinking and what I say sometimes, but the peach and brandy aged bourbon. Yep. 116 proof. Yep. That would be something I would say is a number two for sure for me. This is the first I've ever had it. Impress the And it would be impressive guest. guest. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it's very impressive and no one would believe you if you told them it was 116 proof. Or that it was peach brandy. I mean, they, they'd just be right. like, wow, what is this sort of, yeah. you know what? I would make a mint julep with this. Okay. Where Sounds very dangerous. few people know, but mint and peach are so complementary. Mint and peach go together beautifully. They're a great flavor combination. And you know, I'm I'm like my dad's Moroccan, so like we're we're somewhat Middle Eastern, North African. And so we like we cook, you know, you want to like cook a, a fruit and like it would cook apples cook peaches but you want that sprig of green on there and we use mint mint moroccan mint tea like these kinds of uh herbs and spices and and uh vegetables are very these leaves are very common in the cuisine and so i was for a long time combining our peach vodka with our bourbon like 2017 18 19 uh-huh. i'd make a julep ounce of peach vodka ounce of bourbon ice uh sugar and uh mint and it was delicious it was so tasty i'd make these mint juleps but now that i have this peach finished peach brandy cask finished bourbon i don't need the peach vodka i can go and it's 116 proof so you go ounce and a half of that and you're in the you're in the game like you're off to the races so 
mint julep with this product, it's it's in the price range of making a cocktail. It's under 50 bucks. So yeah. So delicious. You know, Derby this year, thank God it's back. It's it's Definitely. actually happening. Right. So you know, if you're in Kentucky, this is a Kentucky <laughs> bourbon. It's got the peach influence. Make that julep. Oh, my God. Peach juleps are the shit, man. I'm telling you. We'll definitely have to peach try juleps. that yeah, out. Yeah, definitely. That's so, one we have Well, I'll really get you guys a on. bottle before you go. So. Oh, oh, we appreciate well, that. Done. Oh, of course. Um, But, yeah, no, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah. It's, it's, it, thank you. It is. <laughs> this was kind of a wild, this was a wild card for us. We, this was the most off the beaten path because we stick to, you know, pretty common rum beer things so right anyways um well yeah because i I was going to ask you if um kind of it sounds like you're one where you just like to dabble in a bunch of different things you're almost like a a chemist so to speak yeah um have you (laughs) yeah an alchemist (laughs) of sorts have, have you always been that way like what kind of like brought you to doing whiskey I mean, you started out yeah, with vodka, yeah, right? Yeah, the vodka was was definitely a, a way of alchemy where we were like combining fruits and and uh, vodkas, and the fruits, you know, rested in the bottle; they stayed there. And so, it was. Uh, it's always been a company and a, and a, a brand, or our brands are always that of innovation process. We're not a, we're not L.A. this or Kentucky that or Vegas this or you know this place that. It's not a provenance, it's process. We're all about how we make things, not where we make things. Okay. And that's what drives our brands is that we're doing things differently and that result is in what you see and what you taste and everything we make is going to always be like, I'm, I'm a big believer in the white space. You know, I don't just want to create a brand based off of a character uh-huh. or based off like, of whether real or fictitious or you know, unrelated, like, you know, uh, like you see like people doing celebrity brands, like, you know, a boxer that never really drank whiskey, but he's got a, uh, uh a whiskey brand. Cause yeah. he's a boxer. The like, rock has tequila. Know, like <laughs> the rock has tequila. I mean, I'm sure he likes tequila just right. fine, but his grandfather wasn't a tequila maker. Like there's no real connection to tequila. Not that there's anything wrong. You know, I, I I'm sure I actually have the Rocks tequila and it's actually pretty good. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, all things considered it's, it's, he, I like that he's charging 30 bucks for it. That's, that's what makes it a little more, um, digestible for me that it's, it's, uh, he's not, you know, using his fame and his thing to charge people an arm and a leg for whiskey. Right. It's the people's whiskey. Sorry, people's tequila, tequila, tequila. tequila. Sorry, whatever. It'd be better if he came out with a whiskey, but okay. Maybe he will. Who knows? (laughs) You're right. You can't. You can't really pin these guys down, right? They'll do whatever they want to do. No pun intended. Um, But yeah, (laughs) no. We're we're about process. If I I can innovate, I'm innovating with the way we do things, and that's something I'm good at. You know, it's, it's like a chef. Really, the cooking analogy is the best by far. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's in yeah. I I'm <laughs> broken. <laughs> I'm broken over <laughs> this uh this whole lineup. It's incredible. Like really it is. And if anyone's listened to more than just this episode, they'll know. I'm not afraid of to say how I feel. Yeah. And I don't think we would have taken this interview. Well, what was your least you favorite? Said, like tell me um, what was your least favorite. Like I, I'm that's okay, a good so, way to kind of judge it. Like 
Tell me the negative. What was your least favorite? This is going to be interesting. I think the 95 proof. Okay. The broken I, barrel I, bourbon. I, I was now, say, agreement. I, yeah, if, I was going to say that one, but it's, I think. No, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, honestly, so I don't give out many fives. I, I don't give out any fives until I find that one bottle that on a rating, right? Like it would have one to be the five. greatest thing. One, uh, zero out, to five, but not yeah, really ten, one hopefully. out of five. Not out of 10. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for, but, for our podcast, we do one out of five with half points in between as well. Cool, but, cool. But I would say that the three out of your line, I would give the California Oak, the Rye, and the Full Proof all four and a half out of five. Oh, wow. And I'm not one wow. to sugarcoat it. I'll take it. I, I, I won't sugarcoat it. I'm sure there have been plenty of episodes people hate me because I'm an asshole, and I'll say how I feel. But the... and the 95 proof i would give a four like it's not far behind and God. i feel like it's kind of that it's that tough doing a rating out of five and that's how we rate well you try it's, the cast strength it's it's a better it's it is if for any cast strength or high proof whiskey drinkers it's just a better it, there's no way around it it's a better version of the same thing and it's only it's the same mash bill it's the same oak bill all we did is leave the whiskey in there at the proof it came out of the barrel right Definitely. And it, and it's within like half a percent and it's only like $10 more, right? And it's $10 more. Yeah. Like, and I did want to hit on that a little bit. One thing that bugs the shit out of me is, and hopefully Bullet doesn't listen to this and, you know, come at, with you, come at me with some sort of lawsuit, but you have a Bullet Bourbon, the Bullet Bourbon and the Bullet Bourbon cask strength or barrel strength, I think they call strength, it, yep. are the same exact mash bill, same exact bourbon, one's barrel strength and one is 90 proof. 90 proof. Okay. I think the Rise 95, right, Devo? Yeah, Rise 95. So Rise yeah, 95. Rise 95. Um, but the barrel strength is the same version. It's just... Stronger. Stronger. Same age? Same age is yeah. what I have seen. I have not yeah. seen anything to say that it's a different age. But and it's, it's like $60 versus $24. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's, all, it's, it's pushing almost 3X. Yeah. Yes. Two and a half times. Yeah. Now, so, I will say the wow. barrel strength is... Like night and day really versus well the regular. Reviewed. Yeah, it got it's, it's it did very get on good. the top twenty whiskey advocate. It's gotten uh, great accolades. I don't have that one yet. I actually have not picked up a lot of uh, bullet only because I know I can get it if I ever need it. <laughs> true, <laughs> right. there. It's, it's very no true. one's no one's chasing it down. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, unfortunately for them, it's not like a hard bottle to find. But so. that drives me nuts. Like it's like I'm I'm over here. I'm a financial analyst, so I think okay. It's 126 proof, I think, the Roughly, batch that we got. That's what we got. Their regular is 90 proof. That's what, four-thirds, for lack of better terms. So the price should be in the 30s, maybe 40, if you want to push. Yeah. And it's $60. And I just mentally, I think it's a great bourbon, but mentally I can't get myself to pay $60 well, for something like that. Well, you get Maker's Cast Strength for 39 Yeah. I've seen Maker's Cast Strength 39 and... I have a knob 14-year cast strength single barrel pick that are 49. So it's like I know there's great – I can't I can't charge more than that for a younger – I'm not even close to 14 years. I'm right. barely pushing, you know, two to four. So we're, we're, we're not there. We're just – we can't charge. We have to cover our costs and we have to make some profit, but we can't charge – more than a 14 year so we come in hopefully five to ten dollars less than a knob creek 14 
and those range. I mean, they go from like ten to fourteen, right. depending on <clears throat> what state you're in and how how you know uh, lucky your local store is or whatever. But right. but again. And I don't know the age on the maker's cast strength, so I can't speak to it. But it's also good. They're both good whiskeys, too. So I wanted to put out a good cast strength whiskey, and it couldn't be more than those whiskeys. Because why would you know? Why would you buy it? Why would you pay for that uh, if it's going to cost you three times more and it's younger and it's not as good? So right, and I and I definitely appreciate that too. And that's kind of what plays a role within my rankings as well. I mean, I'm on board with what Rob was saying in terms of the four and a halfs, but. I would end up giving a five to the casks or your uh, 116. Peach. The regular and, well, or the peach? Yeah, no, yeah, the peach. The peach one, the yeah. Peach is my five. Peach is the which, five. <laughs> yeah. Peach that, might be my good. five also. Gosh, I actually was drinking dang. that first while we started. I was, I was <laughs> sipping on that on the rocks. It's so good. Um, so good. So. I'm still like just getting used to drinking it because I've only had it for about a month. Okay. So I'm still like enjoying my opportunities to sit down and have a good glass of it. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to post when that comes out. Yeah, no, yeah. we. That's that's a very exciting bottle right there. It's great. Yeah, that is. Fun. I would honestly. I don't personally. I don't care about the aging. It does some of the bottles out there. You know, like the barrel strength. I have a hard time paying sixty bucks for it because I think it's aged five to six years. Yeah, probably. And it's like okay, I'm paying sixty bucks. It's good, but really, when you break it down, what should matter is how much you find it's worth right like what your palate finds like i could the, and that's part of the reason why we brought up the podcast there are plenty of 30 dollar bottles that i'd be happy to drink over a 60 dollar bottle just because i like it more look once i paid 130 bucks for a couple of single barrels from peerless for for two-year-old rye and three-year-old or four-year-old bourbon i i i recognize quickly that there's a lot of value, whether it's two, three, four, five, six years old, in charging less than forty dollars for it because you can get three of those for the price of one Peerless. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong, love Peerless, happy with my hundred thirty dollar purchase. But if you're going to do a dollar per age, they're the highest. They were, I think, the highest dollar per age or per year aged uh -huh. of any whiskey. And it's a great tour. It's a great facility. It's a great story. I love the whiskey. I love the bottle. I'm happy to be, I'm happy to bring it out as an impressive guest kind of a thing. Yeah. But, and I, I've got five or six bottles of Peerless, <laughs> so I'm a good customer too. But, you know, it's a, it's a lot of money for each year aged and you're paying their, their uh, profits and their overhead for sure. So, you know, uh, we don't make a lot of money on what we do or we're certainly not a, uh, uh, you know, rolling in cash kind of a company, but we are a very humble, very to the point whiskey maker that we want to make good whiskey, put it out at a fair price, let people be the judge. And if they like it, you can get as much of it as you want every day of the week and drink the crap out of it and, and show it off, give it away as gifts, you know, whatever you want to do with it. It's there for you to do. It's a utility whiskey that you're gonna be able to latch onto and and ride, you know, the ride with us. And if we do launch some cool, unique, more expensive things, you'll know that we truly believe these are even better than the everyday stuff. Right. And and those will we will charge more for those, but those will be they'll be worth it. They'll be absolutely. absolutely. I, I promise you, they'll be worth it. I would I would never do it if it wasn't. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. building the brand in the right way. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> it, it's it. It appears that way to us. We'll say that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, we'll say no. that it's it's our. You guys idea. know your stuff, so I, I, I your cool. your your reviews and ratings and and uh, thoughts are are the most the most valuable to me of of any because you guys are in it. You guys are in the industry. You guys are are, are connoisseurs of stuff. So, and we we like to think of ourselves as like the blue collar tasters like we haven't gone that's through the best all time, of the man. well and that's i think why like our podcast has grown to where it has yeah is we aren't those guys that can pick up every damn note that no one will ever taste in a bourbon but we can give you an idea of what you'll taste when you crack open the bottle you know like that and flavor you get when you have like a real fresh escargot with a little <laughs> yeah. bit of like <laughs> i'm kidding some of the shit they pull out it drives me nuts even i were talking about that on the drive up it's like they they pull out the most random flavors, you know. It's I've like what's chrysanthemum taste like? I don't know. I've pulled some random shit for sure. Like I was drinking some rum from Haiti, and I was like, dude, this is mochi. Like this tastes like the mochi you get from Trader Joe's, right? So, you know, I've I've thrown some weird ones out there, and I definitely, on reflection, or someone listening to me laughing about that now, like, well, dude, you're the asshole on Cartel Hour that's going like mochi and like. Yeah, look, I definitely have thrown some words out and some descriptors that would that would make you go douchebag. <laughs> but <laughs> right. at the same time, it's like, all right, I am drinking Haitian sugar juice rum, like agricole. Like this is weird, funky shit. Whiskey, you know, it has boundaries that you shouldn't have too many wild and ecstatic flavors that come out. So I feel like we could talk forever, but I mean, yeah, no, it's true. You probably, this is the we, longest podcast you've ever done. No, actually we've had a few close, like come close to two hours. We just don't want to take up too much of your time. No, no, no. But we did have a couple additional questions just for okay. you. At a, you know, nothing too personal. We aren't going to ask you, you know, what your favorite color is, but, um, <laughs> but to get a little more idea of like what brought you into we're going to stick on the whiskey side. We know that you didn't start with whiskey. Um, now, I am truly intrigued. I'm not a vodka person. I think you also have a tequila too, right? No, we do not. You do no. not have a tequila. Nope. Damn it. I was wrong uh, on that. No I worries. thought I saw tequila. No but worries. I'm not a vodka person in general, but some of your flavors, very intriguing. Like You make me want to try something, and I'm not <laughs> a vodka person. They're good. Um, no, the company is, is the company's called Infused Spirits Group. Um, we are an LLC. We are, uh, we were vodka makers from the get go. Um, I, I put fruit in the bottle and it sits there and it stays in the bottle. Like it's, it's floating around bottle by bottle individually. So we call them single bottle infusions company infused spirits group, uh, infused spirits vodka. Um, we do a cinnamon apple. We do a mango habanero. They're, they're That's awesome. the one I was interested Spicy. in. Spicy. I'll give you a bottle. I'll give you a bottle to go. Oh, so. We appreciate yep. that. You know, try it out. I'll definitely uh, make try a it. make a margarita or a bloody mary with it. They're, they're okay. Awesome. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that I just had the last sip of the um, peach. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's good. <laughs> Thank you. It is really good, um, Devo. I think you had. I think he. We basically we put together some questions. All of it. So we thought we want to ask you, and then we've pretty much gone through everything. I think there's just one last one, Devo. Do you want to cover the last one or do you not know which one I mentioned? I Well, I'm just going to go off of the one that was actually kind of like 
more of where because i i have a business background in terms of sure. uh, getting my degree uh what started you on like this path like were you in like you said that you were you know furniture salesman yeah, and all that i've always been entrepreneurial so in college i figured out how to really take advantage of um at the time i believe it was called odesk but then i think it became upwork okay uh, don't quote me on that, but it, one of those websites where you could find people around the world willing to do work at, at the comparable rate. So I remember I was hiring people in India and Pakistan at what there was minimum wage or, or like a, a livable wage, but it would come out to like three to five us dollars an hour. Oh, wow. And I was able to charge minimum wage us, which was closer to 15 or whatever. But I was doing this when I was 19 years old and I was getting emails from people in India like, hey, thank you for supporting my family. Like this job means so much to me. And I was like, oh shit, this is a lot of weight of like, a lot of gravity on me of like having this job uh, that I'm offering up on these websites because I was just a kid, right? 19 years old. But I was selling furniture, uh, renting apartments, selling cars on Craigslist. I had a company called Craig's Masters. And then changed it to like monster media and all this stuff. But basically I was doing advertising. So I figured out, I taught myself HTML um, and I was doing uh, coding, like like very basic like fonts and stuff, coding on, on Craigslist. So my ads would have background colors and big bold fonts, whereas everything else was like, you know, yes. 12 point, 12 <laughs> yeah, point font, right. Craig, you know, Craigslist regular ads. And then my ads would show up and you the couch would like, swirl across the screen and land and like i had and i had every furniture store in the city so i was making a percentage of every furniture every couch sold everything like that so i knew a lot about like mattress sales and couch sales and all that i had every everyone signed up um to work with me and i had a i was going to networking groups in the morning and by the time i was 21 or 22 uh, 22, I was able to save enough money to buy a small house. It was also right after like the crash of 2008, 2009. Right. So okay. houses in Tucson were like 80,000 bucks. So houses were affordable. Right. You know, it was ridiculous. Like you know, $300,000 <laughs> houses were down to like 80 grand. So down payments were nothing. And like, we just, I saved enough money to buy a house when I was graduating. And I moved into that house post-graduation from college. Um, um, with my parents' help, of course, a little bit of, of finagling there. But yeah, we bought a house together and, you know, it was a great experience. Um, but I was always very entrepreneurial. I liked being my own boss and keeping track and paying taxes and signing up for business licenses. And I was doing that from sophomore year of college. Oh, wow. So That's always, awesome. always entrepreneurial. Um, and then when I really picked up a passion for alcohol and for the vodka and the, the actual business, I met a lot of the right people, luckily, right out of the get-go. And it just kind of took off. And, and But I've really discovered my passion for spirits as a result of this business since 2012. So almost 10 years now. Oh, but I'm, I'm a yeah. spirits fanatic. Like I, I don't want to leave the industry or do anything other than spirits for a very, very long time. That's awesome. And I think we or no we hope you don't leave the, the <laughs> right. industry i know i don't want to Especially I, I, with I, this love, whiskey. I love where i love where this is going and where it's at I, I i'm just super passionate about it so so why whiskey though well i came into the, the biz i was doing vodka but i presented it to a scotch maker 
Okay. So my I have an I've got 150 bottles of scotch here. I think you have more than that. I, I, no, it's about I getting think it's lost. About 150. Okay. I love scotch. Um, okay. I I met a Scotchman who uh, was a Scotsman who was uh, importing scotch for big companies like Trader Joe's and Costco and. He took me under his wing, and when I was creating the vodka, he was teaching me about the industry, but giving me like 18, 25, 30, 40, 50-year-old scotch. I mean, stuff was oh. twice as old as I was. I was 24, uh-huh. and I was drinking 50-year-old scotch. So I was literally spent twice my lifetime in a barrel, and the, the, the magnitude of that was so uh, big and so so massive to me that I just like – I whiskey whiskey's been there from day one for me so the ability to now be on the whiskey side of things and be so connected and and tied in with kentucky and and the hist kentucky is like a dream come true it's a it's a wonderland to be absolutely not part of the industry and then to know people and be able to like go see the backsides and and like in ins and outs of all the distilleries and oh my god it's kentucky's the best place on earth. i love it love it yeah i can't wait to go check it out it's awesome. You got it's, it. <clears throat> Book yourself a lot of time. Take a week. Take two. Go go do it right. Go, go do it tours, proper. Definitely. And you guys ever want like to meet people there? If you don't know anyone or want to like intro, like I'm happy to make those introductions for we sure. We really appreciate sure. that. Yeah. Um, my last one. Would go end for it, Devo. Uh, for your uh, motto, which is made with passion and purpose. Like how how did you come <laughs> up with that? Like for my mind and how I work. Like I'm thinking like, okay, you made it with a passion to create an experience right. and that's what your purpose was. But that's again, just from me reading. No, that's well said. Uh, I think passion and purpose is something we say on our vodka labels that will stay there. We've taken it off the new packaging of the whiskey because the whiskey is really more brash. <laughs> it's more like <laughs> I mean, you're breaking the bar. The barrels. We're, we're, we say, we say the truth is in the barrel. That's one of the taglines. Oh, okay. That's in a the good barrel. one. Um, because we believe that barrels are really the true differentiator, uh, of a whiskey from anything else. So like time in the barrel type of barrel way in which you use barrel, especially with us and breaking it. So truth in the barrel is, is so important to us. And also risk takers, barrel breakers, like, you know, think outside the barrel. These are all things we say about broken barrel that resonate because they're all true. They're all like actual real things. We are risk. This was a risky way to do whiskey. It was not guaranteed to work. Yeah. Um, we are risk takers and we are barrel breakers. Those are literally what we are. <laughs> right. Um, you know, thinking outside the barrel, you know, we do think outside, literally we use the outsides of the barrels and we think outside the box more literally um, but thinking outside the barrels, our way of that and truth in the barrel, all these things resonate. So those are the sayings for broken barrel passion and purpose is the vodka. We are passionate about the way we make vodka. We have a purpose. The purpose is to be different. It is to show you know, a child can look at our lemon vodka and any other lemon vodka and be like, wow, there's lemons in the bottle. Like, what is that? Is that lemon peel? What it, like, it looks different. Uh-huh. So the purpose is driving attention, driving conversation, driving that sort of like, okay, this is a whole different like approach to a spirit and, and single bottle infusions are our purpose, why we exist. So That's awesome. No, that it, it's been incredible to meet you. 
It's been incredible to taste your full lineup, as well as the peach. Why am I forgetting the second part of it? I'm just brandy. Uh, cast, brandy. Yeah. brandy thank you. <laughs> you had too much of no. But no, it's 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 true. Well, um, it's that bell curve. We're I waiting for him there to come all back night Drinking that. That's the that's the crazy thing. But it's been incredible tasting your lineup. I will say. I mean, I think you may have jumped. Uh, Wild Turkey is my favorite lineup. Well, no, actually, I take that back. Old Forester yeah, is probably Forrester. my favorite lineup. Old Forester is fantastic. I love Old Forester, but when you're looking at in terms of cost and quality, I think you guys got them. Old Forester is really, really good value, and I have it is. nothing bad to say. I got their 100. I got their 1920. I have yet to really collect or get into some of those birthday ones. But yeah, the birthday great. ones are too much. They're like four, $600 now. Like if you can yeah, find it, I don't pay. I don't pay that much for whiskey. Generally. I'm not going to pay that much <laughs> either. There's no need to. But I think my most expensive bottles, uh, Jefferson Ocean. I got an Ocean. I got an Ocean Cat Strength. They're great. They're they great. are. It's. I think it's a cool story. I don't think it's the best bourbon I've ever had. But the no the but, story. But go to KAD. Go to Kentucky Artisan Distillers, and go. Uh, I think it's Jade or someone the Master Distiller. He's a beast. He's awesome. Is he? He's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. They do. They do whiskey very well there and their um cream of kentucky's great too that's also made there they make some great whiskey so definitely investigate them further they're great definitely i will um but you have an incredible lineup thank you yeah. the, the qualities there it's unique and i think that's the coolest thing is it's unique in a world of not really unique right like the, the, you know when i like you said you're, you're breaking barrels and you know, just branching the, out, it's, it, essentially. Just breaking our way through the industry. <laughs> <laughs> One sledgehammer at a time. Definitely. Well, and guys, I, thank you, man. I appreciate being on here. We wish you guys the best, obviously, because uh, I'll still be buying buying your bourbons it's, you. and your whiskey. I'll probably pick up the uh, different uh, special versions. I think it's, is it 2020 versions that you have? The Isla Pete, the... Oh, the... Uh, I would recommend for you bourbon guys, I'd recommend the cask of Amontillado if you can find okay. that one. The red label. That's okay. the most bourbony we'll of, the, of the bunch. It's a it's all corn whiskey. I would steer away from the Isle of Pete if you're a bourbon drinker. If you're okay. a scotch drinker, go ahead say. go ahead first. Because if you like the malted barley, if you it's it's malted barley and wheat and it's a peated scotch cask, that's gonna be for the scotch drinker. Right. Okay. And, and if you're more of a subtle soft drinker, the Mizunara is the blue label is more uh corn forward, grain forward, um, younger, uh it's it's bright and vibrant, sesame, apple, lots of great flavors. Um uh, but yeah, Cask of Montiato is gonna be right up your guys' alley for sure. Perfect. That's we'll the one to get. Definitely try and find that. Um but yeah, we appreciate you cool. coming yeah. on yeah. the podcast Thank you, Seth. and Definitely. inviting us and uh Devo. Keep it neat, friends.